Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Steve Hirschfeld. Today is a special day. It's Tuesday, which means we're doing Travel Tuesday, where each week we get the chance to travel the world virtually, meet one of our members who can share a little bit about what it's like to do business in their jurisdiction. And today I'm really excited because we're gonna be talking about the state of Idaho, which for those of you who haven't been there is one of the most beautiful states in America. And I'm pleased to welcome to the show, Alex Grandy, who is at the Holland and Hart office in Boise. And I'm looking forward to talking to her now. Alex, how are you this morning? I'm great, how are you, Steve? I'm good, I'm good. Well, let's just start off by, you know, one of these is kind of near and dear to my heart, depending on the way you look at it, whether it's dear or not, is that we've lost a lot of tech employees in the Bay Area during COVID who have, you know, gone all over the country and all over the world. And I'm assuming that's happened a lot in Boise. Have you gotten a lot of, during the pandemic, a lot of virtual employees moving and working out of their pajamas in their houses these days? Yeah, I apologize for that, Steve. You're right. Idaho is is absolutely attracting a lot of those employees that worked in California and other larger jurisdictions. A lot of them moved in the early pandemic, and then their employers have been keen to keep accommodating that arrangement. So we are seeing a lot of need, a lot of questions from our employer clients, how to keep those employees here in Idaho, whether or not there's any you know, hoops they need to jump through to keep them here in the state or open, frankly, an, an Idaho office, something that a lot of companies, I think, especially based in California, have been interested in doing. So it's interesting because I've always known that Boise's got a very vibrant tech community, but the rest of the state is pretty rural, right? So tell us a little bit about the economy and the industries in your state and what the workforce is like. I mean, particularly if I was a company from outside of the United States wanting to open a facility in Idaho, what's it like to do business there? Yeah, let's start with your great question about our tech company. So you're right. I mean, Boise has, you know, we have Micron, we have HP. Over in eastern Idaho, we have the Idaho National Laboratory. We have Cradle Point and Count, which was recently acquired by Equifax. And a lot of movement there, T-Sheets and Simplot, who we might not think about as having a tech side, but they certainly do as well. But as far as that, you know, outside investment, I think we are seeing a lot of investment in, you know, what you're thinking about when you think Idaho, in potatoes and food processing, in advanced manufacturing. And that's where you're going to see a lot of that workforce outside of Boise, which is located here in the Treasure Valley, where 40% of Idaho's population is our major population center, but out towards Pocatello, down in Twin Falls, that's where you're seeing Chobani, Cliff Bar. Glambia, Medigold, facilities for Lamb Weston and Simplot, CTI Foods. So you're seeing a lot of that investment in food production and in advanced manufacturing that actually is not so much located in the Treasure Valley, where you would see more of our tech companies located. So, you know, you're doing employment law full time. Tell us what's going on. Like what's on your plate right now? What kind of HR issues are you dealing with? So we're seeing a lot of non-compete litigation has been a big uptick for us here in the Boise office of Holland Hart, and I think across the rest of our footprint, where because you have employees coming from out of state with potentially non-competes that were in states where they're less enforceable, for instance, in California and Washington, but in Idaho, we do have a non-compete statute where generally there's some caveats. You have to be a key employee. It has to protect your legitimate business interests. There has to be restrictions on you know very traditional non-compete stuff, geography, the term of the agreement, but generally those agreements are going to be somewhat enforceable in Idaho and just seeing which employees those apply to. And, you know, can you bring in your employees? Can you recruit them to Idaho and keep them and make sure that you're protecting your legitimate business interests when you do that? 
So when you're doing that, let's use California example where, you know, we're very pro-employee jurisdiction. We got a lot of crazy local regulations and rules. So what are you giving advice to your clients on if you've got like a San Francisco tech bro who's moved to Boise, (laughs) loves the outdoors, hunting, fishing, working out of his PJs in his garage? Are you having them comply with California wage and hour law? because technically they're still a quote-unquote California-based employee, even though they're physically in Idaho? Have you had to deal with that? And if so, what kind of advice are you giving? You know, that's a great question. And I think, you know, I'm going to give the lawyer answer here, which is it's a case-by-case basis. And we we are getting that question a lot about, is this going to be based on the term of their employment and, and if they're residing here in Idaho? But for the most part, what I'm seeing is just for honestly pure ease of enforcing different requirements across their employee workforce. We are seeing a lot of California employers who are just deciding to treat their employees wherever they work, including in Idaho, with a single policy. And Idaho, as you have probably already guessed, we don't have local regulations like you would see in, for instance, Washington with Seattle or in San Francisco. The state has pretty much uniform laws across all of its workforce. And we frankly just follow the federal standards for most of our requirements. Federal minimum wage. FLSA. So you're not going to see a bunch of these different rules and regulations that you have to deal with on a more hyper-local basis in California. Idaho just doesn't have that kind of regulation. So for example, you are seeing a lot of California companies with tech employees working remotely in Idaho where they're saying we're still going to comply with the Picayune California wage and hour laws, rules on vacation, sick pay. In other words, they're treating them as though they're still in San Francisco. I've seen a lot of that. Yes. And there are some companies that are keen to no longer have to deal with some of those specific requirements who are reaching out to us to to make an Idaho specific handbook for their employees. And I'd say, you know, because Idaho actually has so compared to other states, so little regulation on what's required between employers and employees, the contract, the handbook becomes that much more critical because that's where we don't have requirements for vacation pay. We don't have requirements for PTO or sick leave. So whatever you have between you and your employer, that's going to govern your employment in a very robust way in Idaho. And we have a lot of case law, recent case law from Idaho Supreme Court, reaffirming that the deal you make between the employer and the employee, as long as you're following basic rules, you know, minimum wage, stuff like that, you get to make a deal with your employer and, and it will be enforced on the terms of the contract. So do you have unions in Idaho at all? And if so, what industries? Not many. And I would say we don't have a robust union presence. I think the place that you saw that, if anywhere in Idaho, was in the mining industry in northern Idaho. But I would say that's not something we're dealing with on a general basis. We see that in our other offices here at Holland and Hart, but not in Idaho. Great. So let's say, for example, I was a company in China that was opening up an operation in Idaho. What do you think I should know about? Is it a very pro-employer jurisdiction? What should I know about what the work and business environment is like. I think Idaho and certainly our commerce department and our local government prides itself on being, as you say, sort of pro-business, having tax credits and incentives to bring in manufacturing, especially like you might see from a Chinese investment type perspective. Chobani is a great example. There was a bunch of incentive there through Twin Falls down south here of Boise and through our state government to incentivize them to, to come here and get those local tax credits, workforce incentives, something Idaho's really dealing with right now. And I would say our number one impediment to recruiting employees is our housing prices are frankly out of control. Just every list that we don't want to be on, we're number one 
as far as housing cost increase as a, as a percentage from where they were. I think Boise, Idaho used to be viewed as a very affordable state and we just aren't building houses fast enough for the demand. That's probably going to be your major impediment is just workforce housing. So look, before we wrap things up, the most important question is, how was snow this year? A lot of people don't realize Idaho is some of the best skiing in the world. Did you have a decent winter? We did. I'm a big alpine skier myself. And so we had a pretty good season. It got a little sparse here towards towards the, the end of the season, but overall pretty great. We've had some tougher years than this last one for sure. Fantastic. Well, look, Alex, it's been great talking to you. If you want to connect with Alex, you can find her bio by clicking her name in the description of the podcast. I also encourage our listeners to visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, access other podcasts, download our white papers, and maybe most importantly, to access our free on-demand content platform on hiring and firing worldwide. It's called the Global Employer Handbook. It's probably the best tool that a multi-jurisdictional company needs to have to ensure HR compliance worldwide. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Steve Hirschfeld. Thanks for listening.